Hotel history is created for adult audiences. Content may not be suitable for all listeners. Discretion is advised. You're listening to Hotel History. We take you with us through the sordid history and scandals of some of the world's most famous and infamous hotels. I'm Dieta. And I'm Yael. Let's get started. We're interviewing Jen Stewart from the Borscht Belt Tatler podcast to find out more about the famous hotels in this Jewish vacation land located in the Catskill Mountains in New York State. We wanted to talk about the Concord. So I personally didn't really know anything about the Concord. Oh, yes. The Concord, the shining, the, okay, you're building this golf course i'm gonna build a bigger like literally just trying to love the competition (laughs) in in only the most friendly and loving (laughs) like oh you lovingly we have two pools now oh no exactly (laughs) it's literally like you know oh your son flew you to florida well we're gonna go on a trip on a crew world you know it's just like that one oh my god this that reminds me of a story my father tells me and my siblings growing up uh, from the old country. He goes, let me tell you about the women that went to the well, because that's how he sounds. And I'm like, oh no, every time he hears this, we all roll ours. We're like, no, what do you want us to do? He's like, so one woman goes at the well, my son, the doctor, he's so special, blah, blah, blah. My dad tells me this story. Because it's the old Haimasha. It's a famous town, except he adapted it to like Toronto. Three old ladies sitting on their balcony in Toronto. Sorry, keep going. I'm interrupting. Um, and and hilarious. My father was born uh, in Romania, so it's the well, not the like you know local. I don't know bodega, but um, he goes, you know, oh, and then this one, my son, he's so rich and whatever, and my son, and then. The other woman, she says nothing. And her son comes and takes the water from the well for her. Like, and every single time he wants us to do anything, he goes, let me tell you the story. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. Oh, that's so funny. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And that's what it reminded of. Like, you know, it's just like one upping each other in like a different way. But I'm not going to say it. I'm just going to show you. Look how special my hotel is. Like the Concord was just um just known for its grandeur uh and ever expanding facilities. Um the resort featured multiple buildings, including the main hotel, it had additional wings, and basically over 1,200 rooms, if you can imagine. It was one of the biggest hotels um in the region. And like the biggest uh, and the most key attraction of the Concord was the extensive entertainment offerings. Um, not just the comedians, but um, Judy Garland played there. Oh. Um, they had huge, huge names um, that played uh, just in this very glamorous atmosphere. It was very, it was definitely more glamorous than uh, Gross Singers, and it also had a huge like array of recreational facilities too it had a championship golf course it had the tennis courts I interviewed the I even interviewed the tennis pro um you know it it was about just really catering to people's experiences and also evolving with uh with the times as well so 
Yes. That's a lot. And now I see why this had such a big impact on the local economy. I mean, 1200 rooms just so many people work there like it was just its own sort of institution they were near Kaimisha Lake that's what it says yes yeah yeah in Sullivan County yeah location like to be around the lake um wow I feel like that would have that's a there's nothing left of the Concord right there is uh no so right now um where resorts world is um and again like marissa's gonna do a marker uh where resorts world is um it's it's a casino which and that's the that's the coincidence of all this when they had gambling finally coming in um all the resorts were gone damn yeah right um it's really I want, pouring I, salt I in a wound. Yeah. But. I know. I don't like talking. And I used to have a real hate on for, and and I am a changed woman. Um, I used to have a hate on for Resorts World in year one. Um, Cause I'm like, man, they're, but first of all, their prices have come down <laughs> and they employ people. So I mean, like, again, it's just like, it's like, you're trying like you can't yeah yeah, I I don't hate anybody I just (laughs) um I just just have a tumbler and I'll be happy (laughs) like can you just hire a tumbler you know have a few comedy shows I don't know I'm I'm shocked they don't have comedy shows so what's really interesting is the same weekend as Borscht Belt Fest the Chosen Fest is gonna be on no. the Saturday. Yes. And it's not at Resorts World, but the Cartwright Hotel, which is the water park, is hosting this comedy show. And it's I'm like at night though, right? It is, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that's good. Yeah. A little shout out to uh oh my god, my favorite Talia Reese is performing. You gotta look her up. You will love her. So I wanna say I me and Dieta. I dragged the other there. Um, <laughs> we went to a the same uh, people that put on it, that are yeah, it's the same that, promoter. The anti-Semitism. How one, was it? How was it? It was so good. It was. Yeah, it was I thought it was fun. good. Some some. I was like, really? That was. But Modi, the the main guy, was that Modi? No, Elon got Elon Gold. Elon Gold mm-hmm. is going to be at uh, the Chosen Fest. Yeah, he's yeah. amazing. He's and so Modi. he's so funny. Yeah, Modi was um, great. He's on uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm, and he also, on his socials, you, which you should watch, he has, um, I don't know if he still does it, but he, he would do this Instagram live called The Bachor, not The Bachelor, but The Bachor. Bachor, oh my God, <laughs> that's really funny. So, <laughs> and, he, and he brings people on to try and get them to mate. No, that's so cute. Can I just say something about Elon Gold? I remember him He's before the he would he would do like local Jewish comedy and oh, yeah. up, I would volunteer like I, either he would be at I think at a, a bungalow colony I've gone to and I think he was at an Amuna event which is a charity that my mom's friend uh is a part of and we always help him volunteer and I think he was there and he was yeah, he's such a, a good boy he's such a good boy <laughs> I just remember watching him. He was trying so hard not to be dirty. Like he had to be really appropriate. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, big he's... fan of him. He was great. And Modi was great. I don't know 
who's him like I Modi's great they're both great I mean like they're they're I mean I personally think they're two one of the most like underrated Jewish comics right now although yeah I think so too yeah a lot of popularity they really are yeah it's cool to see like the growth of some of these comedians because there's this another comedian she's Jewish uh from Brooklyn you know she grew up like Hasidish she's now she's not Hasidish anymore she's a lesbian actually (laughs) and she's her name oh my god I forgot her name I'm uh my god what's her name she does the funniest uh like Instagram videos where she does imitations of really religious like stereotypes in the community but she does it so well and she doesn't okay, do it okay. in a hateful way she really does it in a funny way where like and she has a lot of uh, very connected to the Jewish community she's loving like she's really great like she's not one of those I hate who I am and I'm gonna make fun of it yeah yeah really good um I there's a loophole there's a loophole to making fun yeah (laughs) oh my god I gotta find out what her name is for you because what's her what's like one of the character names that she does um did you ever hear of Tickle Tuesday no but it sounds fun he does this she does this uh, character of a Hasidish lady. And it's so endearing. Like, to me, I don't know. I'm not Hasidish, so I, I don't find offense to oh, it. Oh, Leah Forrester? Leah Forrester. Or Leah Forrester. I don't know how you pronounce Leia it. Leah Forrester. Okay. Amazing. Cool. I am such a fan. And she does such a good job. And I grew up talking to people like this. So when she does it, it hits differently. Like, I don't know if a random person who never grew up in the community would understand but she is so freaking good and I've I've been paying attention to her when she like some of her videos were just going around and now she's like really big and you know she's doing really well and I think that's great and the like the Jewish community has really embraced her and there's this other guy um who went to YU and was uh friends with my sister who's doing really well his name is Ellie Leibowitz or something Leibowitz oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, I think I know. So my sister in she was in Stern and she did a stand-up she she was a part of the stand-up and there was a couple of it was him and another guy who are like doing really well uh in comedy right now and and it's just so cool to see them and and Elon Gold and Modi like from my hood bloom and I just think I I'm know like, it's you go it's guys nice. like I'm just like their bigger supporter like I'm not necessarily you know talking about yeah. them but inside I'm just like I'm so proud that they're Jewish and they're proud to be Jewish and, and even um like the guy who's um the comedian who's like cur- like curating curating like all the comedy for the Borscht Buff Fest like they're bringing the comedy seller showcase which is like a place in New York yeah um just awesome. really bringing not just Jewish comics but just um you know people yeah, like it's just a real yeah just to give people a great people who embody that spirit um it's pretty great so my boyfriend yeah. Jeff Ross how I- is he 
love Jeff Ross. I've seen I it. I love so Jeff Ross. Times. Jeff Ross is good for the Jews. Can He's you keep so that good. in? <laughs> yeah. That's going to be our, our just like little <laughs> blip that we, ex- that we use what? to promote it. <laughs> Jeff Ross is good for the Jews. Uh, yeah, he was so good. And he put a lot of effort. And you can tell the whole freaking song. What what was it? What was the whole song? He sang a song? Yeah. He sang a song and he listed every single thing Jews have accomplished in that song. And then the song was like, go fuck yourself. Like someone, <laughs> yeah, what was the song? I can't remember, but yeah, <laughs> that, that was the gist. That was the gist. Wait, <laughs> Jeff Ross, Jewish song. I gotta look this up. <laughs> oh, don't fuck with the Jews. That's what it was. Don't fuck with the Jews. It was so good. He was, I was so happy with him. And I've seen him a bunch of times at other comedy shows. And he's, he's really fun. He's like old school Jewish, I think, in my opinion. The, and it was, it was just really good. I got it. Yeah. He's, he's, he's a good guy. He's yeah. really, really good. So interesting stuff about the Concord is that professional boxing it, in 1981, it comes to the hotel and Again, two famous boxers, Hall of Famers. They, I didn't realize boxing was so Jewish. Um, it really was. It was Hector, really. Yeah. Camacho, Camacho Sr. Mm-hmm. And Ray Mancini. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's. That's crazy. Yeah. And what's really cool. Sorry, just to go back about. Uh, Concord was um, so the Winneric family it was the Parkers and the Winnerics who basically um, started it but it was Arthur Winneric who built the Concord based on his famous Jerry's hair tonic this is really important this is a important part of Concord history it was a hair tonic that built the Concord Hotel uh, Jerry's hair tonic um so yeah <laughs> so just a little fun fact and it, it actually started as um the Kayamisha ideal hotel and changed its name to the concord um just a bit of extra i feel like the concord is so not jewish like they stayed away from the jewish name there no um no i would i wouldn't say that i i feel like it, it was very jewish but i i think they definitely we're trying to create a more secular experience just based on the entertainment that they brought in. And um, yeah, but no, it was a pretty Jewish experience at the Concord. So what did, what did this hair tonic uh, do? Did like, is that like they sold it and that's how they had the investment money or how did it? That's Yeah. Jerry's hair tonic. It was, that was the business. Like that was their business. He became like to grow hair and and for barbers you know like in the Mm -hmm. not like the barber side um yeah it was just like that's how he made his money and that's how he built (laughs) built the built the concord so interesting i know fun fact right yeah yeah and then the concord finally closed in 98 right yeah it's yeah um they I forget if they sold it or I think they did sell it or they they filed for bankruptcy bankruptcy. and I think they got foreclosed yeah it was yeah it wasn't exactly the greatest end yeah and it was auctioned off for 10 mil that's not a lot of money for that 
piece of property like that's a big land piece of land like huge huge Ooh. yeah oh that's sad that is sad yeah it was very yeah a lot of these really they just they were so big and then they just kind of fizzle out their ends were so anticlimactic. <laughs> yeah 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 I think it's just yeah, I I don't know if people gave up or yeah, or what. Just, there was nothing left. Yeah, I mean, there's just nothing left to hang on. You to. owe eight million dollars in back taxes. There's there's not a lot of hope. And you get auction off for ten million. Yeah. Damn, that's bad. Yeah, yeah, it, not easy, not easy. That's for sure. Yeah. Uh, so then I guess next up is the Neville. Is yeah. that how you say it? Neville or mm-hmm. it's the Neville. Yeah. I never said it out loud in my life. So no, no, no. That's okay. Um so people say that it was the you know pronounced 11 spelled backwards. Um so it's oh, a it well because it is. Uh so it was a well-known resort uh in Allenville and it operated from 1903 to I think 2009, I think. I Oh, remember, I don't know if that's 100% correct, um, the closing date, Um, but it was super catchy theme song uh, that you can find on YouTube. Maybe you can insert it into this podcast episode. It's an earworm, just a warning, Uh, but it was known for offering similar to Gross Singers in Concord. It offered its various recreational activities to the guests, um, including golf course, tennis, swimming, ski slope. It was open year round. Had a huge entertainment complex also that uh, hosted um, many of the entertainers that, you know, worked the borscht circuit. And uh, it was known for its kosher cuisine. It was owned and run by the Slutsky family. So Um, yeah, it says Charles Slutsky had 11 children. So maybe he did name it after 11 backwards so there's different yeah like there's there's different like folklores of um of the Neville and like how it um caught its name some people thought it was nuns some people thought it was teachers uh yeah it says uh, maybe 11 school teachers discovered a waterfall on the property what's a very specific number yeah all hiking out together yeah it's like there's so much folklore um surrounding so many of these places um but um yeah it was it was just another one of these hotels it was kind of known as the honeymoon hotel where people would go uh on their honeymoon that that was its sort of expertise what set it apart is that where your parents were gonna go for their honeymoon they didn't tell me which hotel like if they had a specific one in mind they just said that they were first wanting to go there before they decided that it was just too expensive to go because I mean coming going all the from Texas all the way to Catskills is but you think we're looking at the Neville though (laughs) (laughs) yeah um but it was really a hotel sort of designed in the mission revival architecture in the 50s and 60s um it had just um the tower which is still up there um which is still standing uh it was really quite unique um there was a vacationer wing 
their um, the Waikiki pool, oh, which wow. became a um, sort of a staple. They had uh, they built wings named for the Golden Gate and Empire. Uh, so they were everywhere. they were constantly evolving and trying to work with the times for sure. Um, the architect was Herbert D. Phillips, um, who helped expand. Uh, the the tower, which I, again is still standing, is the Nevely Tower. It became the defining feature of the resort. So, um, and it still stands today. Oh, I want to see it. Yeah, it's still stand. If you look at Nevely, yeah, it's uh, and a yeah, it was it it was definitely a lot smaller than the Concord. It only had about four hundred and thirty uh, guest rooms, but they wow. had a that's a lot. No, 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 I know it is, but like the Concorde had like no, it's I didn't realize even compared to everything. Yeah, else. they were huge. They were monsters, and they they also employed a staff of like eight hundred in its heyday. So, um, yeah, and a lot of underground tunnels um, connecting from one really part of the tunnels. hotel to the other. There's photos like all over. Um, that is interesting. I like that. Yeah, um, two golf courses on site. And it's been purchased by Somerset Properties, who is hoping to rebuild it. Really? Uh, yeah, it's huge. Oh, that's good. To, I, I I hope to talk to him. Uh, he's sort of this like a wonderful figure who's like apparently like everybody talks just nothing but good things to say about this company. But yeah, there's some really interesting things happening. Um so. cool if they reopened it. It also yeah. appeared that the president, Lyndon B. Johnson, stayed at the Neville in 1966. He did, yeah. It's it played host to so many very big names uh and guests and entertainers. But yeah, the president did visit there. So that's cool. And so um it closed in 2009, but it's going, it was bought by someone else and it yeah so it's been acquired by Somerset uh, Properties that's the name of the company um you know they've had a few you can watch their town halls on YouTube and their uh, proposals and they're basically trying to build like a resort on the property that would be cool that would be amazing I know know. I'm just like "Hmm." But it's been really quiet lately, so I'm nervous. Oh, no. <laughs> That's why I'm just like, why is it quiet? Why it's you gotta it's find that quiet. Um, but yeah, no, they. Um, if you go online and look, Somerset Properties Nevely presentation, you can watch the full uh, scope of what they're hoping to bring. It's, I mean, you talk about hope, growth, and possibility, and that's definitely uh that is a good sign it's very exciting yeah I'm really hopeful for it so um yeah they want to turn it into like a luxury hotel but it looks interesting so um and so we're down to the last famous hotel on our list which is Brown's Hotel (laughs) Brown's Hotel yes like has a lot like a lot of uh comedians and like it it feels like it's the center of the comedy I don't know if that's true um so I mean Jerry Lewis was definitely the 
face of the Concorde, but there's actually like a lot of, um, you know, questions of how involved he actually was in the, at Brown's hotel. Like he was definitely um, like the, the face, but it's. Yeah, because they had like billboards with him on it saying like, choose what Jerry chooses kind of thing. Exactly. Yeah. And and that's what a lot of these hotels did. Like they, you know, um, there was a lot of myths surrounding them versus like what was actually, um, I don't want to say what's actually true, but he did go to Brown's um, and he did perform there. But um was it the center of all the comedy? No, I think it's just the whole circuit was this playground. The, I guess you're right. Yeah, I guess the, just the list of um, comedians and because it's associated with him in my head. It was open in 1944. Yeah, and it was, um, so Lillian and Charles uh, Brown uh, were the ones who opened it. They owned a couple hotels before. Yeah, yeah. And it was like another moderate size. Like it was like a 450 uh, like room resort, um, you know, played host. Um, they had the Brown Derby nightclub, which that was their sort of signature place. And they'd host, you know, comedians like Bob Hope and Buddy Hackett and Jackie Mason and all of those uh, legends. Um, so... I didn't know Woody Allen because it says Woody Allen was there too. He was a stand-up. Comedian. I don't know the whole story. I've been trying to stay away from Woody Allen because of his oh. him well, and I... Bill Cos him and Bill Cosby were played the Borscht Belt a lot, and I'm just like, do yeah. I want to? See, I'm having that issue. Do I want to go there? <laughs> do I? I it's it's a, they are they were famous and. You know, they existed and we can't deny their existence. Um, yeah, you know, right. Them, uh, you know, but yeah, it's, I didn't know him in particular was like a stand up. Yeah. Person. So Woody Allen got to start um, doing like he did stand up in the Catskills. So. And um, George Burns, which, who I love. Yeah. Am I the only George Burns fan out there? I love George I get say goodnight, say goodnight, Gracie. Yeah. I <laughs> okay. This is a really weird story, but do, do you have know? a George Burns story? No, 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 not like a personal one. Okay. I'm like, yeah. how are um, you alive? <laughs> uh, no, so me and when the movie 17 again came out, me and I my sister, I'm 18 again. Wait, but is it 17, 17 again or 18 again? Oh, 17. Oh, wait, when the movie 17 again came out, uh, uh, me and my sister really wanted to watch it, but we didn't have access to it because we were trying to like get it illegally. But our friend was like, uh, I didn't get you 17 again. He, he was like helping us like download the movie, but I got this movie called 18 again. And I'm like, all right, that will have to do. That's so funny. Okay. I got it. Loved that movie. I don't know if it was that good, but I was like, really laugh. I just had such an appreciation for george burns after that i'm like this yeah i know it's a great movie it's yeah. a great movie it was all by accident i didn't you know sometimes you think you know what you want and life is like we're gonna give you the universe we're gonna we're, gonna we're gonna give you george burns yeah. <laughs> so that's and, my george you know burns. yeah 
it's, and, it's a good it's a good thing um <laughs> I also recently rewatched Golden Girls because I love Golden Girls and yeah. all the old comedians were on there it's just oh so- my god and the love boat <laughs> Mm. I've never watched The Love Boat, but I've <laughs> They showed up on The Golden Girls and The Love Boat, apparently. Yeah. They probably showed up <laughs> on everything. And also um, Don Rickles. Been re-watching Don Rickles. Yes. That man cracks me up so much. Oh, my God. And then, of course, Joan Rivers, who I feel like we have to mention, who I also have been yeah. re-watching. <laughs> she, she was a hit or miss. I think sometimes I really liked her and sometimes I'm like, all right, okay. But she was controversial. Like she wanted, she wanted to make she, feel uncomfortable. Honestly, so much respect for that woman. Like she, yeah. she really, um, she knew what she wanted, you know, when she's pursuing comedy and she kind of really went against the grain of what was sort of expected of her. And yeah, she did it. Like she's, you can't, yeah. yeah and um, her her whole joke catalog um, has been donated. Like Melissa Rivers just donated her entire catalog to the Comedy uh, Museum in Jamestown, um, which is really exciting. Yeah. Because um, um, I think that museum is really like people underestimate it so much. And it's literally a living. If you love comedy, you need to go and check out the Comedy Museum in Jamestown. Like it is just. Yeah. Um, something to be seen yeah I I miss her I'm also this is gonna sound weird I I, I'm so sad that she passed because it sucks but I wonder how well she would do today oh I think I would love to know her opinion of I think I would I think I would have known her opinion she would not be okay with what's up and like just based on everything she's I think she just keep doing what Joan does. Yeah. But there is a really funny interview where she's on like a British talk show host, whatever, I don't know um, the name. And she's sitting next to Johnny Knoxville. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the um, jackass guy. Yeah. Things that she said is making him blush and going like this. And I'm just like, that's that's a talent you're making Johnny Knoxville blush and like speechless and you're I don't know like 40 years his senior whatever doesn't matter <laughs> she's so good she's so good oh my god um and you know what I like I like that uh, from my understanding Marvelous Mrs. Maisel was based kind of off her a little bit so I think she was like amalgamation of a few of, of yeah. a few of the different comics um it's not as crazy of the, the of the time yeah like it was really just a combination of of um many of the female comics at the time who you know weren't trying well because then there's you know like the the dirty Jewish girls of comedy who I love like Belle Barth and I mentioned a few of them Toadie Fields even though she wasn't that dirty more just like shocking <laughs> but uh I'm sure I have seen heard her but I don't I feel like I need a refresh on oh my god Tody Fields oh my god um do I ha- yeah here uh I think I'll start Monday the official mashed potato diet um she's amazing oh yeah. she's like an older comedian oh yeah yes. yeah Tody Fields yeah no, she's just oh, very, that. very funny. Um, like eleven things to do with Melba toast. 
<laughs> like, like just very relatable. Um, the sex calorie chart. Um, apparently shutting off Johnny Carson is four and a half calories. Um, <laughs> having sex, 110 calories. Having sex with five people. Like just very oh, like, and God. this is also like, God, what year was this published? 1972. So, you know. Wow. Oh yeah, my god, no. I'm so happy. Uh, yeah, I never heard of her before. Oh my god, you should yeah, look her up. She's really okay. great. Um yeah. She sounds funny. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I feel like it was so hard for female com- I feel like it's hard for female comedians. Yes. But like compared to back then, it was insane, you know. But I so- think also they just didn't really think. I mean, they didn't have time to really think about how hard it was they just did it like yeah. that's the other thing like yeah there I, I wonder how how much of marvelousness's Maisel is based on real experience that people have spoken to the writers or whatever because there's this scene in the latest season which was great I'm I'm a big fan of the show um where she has her first day on the job as a writer on um the gordon ford show that just like that episode was so accurate of how like not fitting in and being a right like not a writer being a a yeah but but just so good for a first day that is not going well at all um yeah but like so many but like so many writers um so uh treva silverman who i love probably don't know that name but she wrote a lot of jones jokes and she wrote for, I think it was the Mary, I'm going to totally mess this Mary up. Mary Tyler Moore? Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, and wow. the early female writers, like a lot of them. So, so I feel like that a lot of that was based on sort of amalgamation of these women who were the first women in the room, so to speak. Yeah. That yeah. they had to, I'm sure they did a lot of research, but. Oh, huge. Yeah, yeah. And also, um, from what I remember, Amy Sherman Palladino, like her dad was a cabaret comic. I don't know, like necessarily. Really? Borscht Belt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, so. I mean, she is super Jewish and everything she makes, it feels Jewish. It's the pacing of it. It's Even just Gilmore Girls, which is about like a waspy you know connecticut family. it's yentas it's so jewish <laughs> that's what i think there's a love-hate relationship that a, pe- a lot of people have with the show and i i i love the show but i totally get why people are annoyed with the characters but the reason i think it's interesting is and why people like lorelei is that she's like the pretty waspy girl with like jewish humor yeah yeah like that's what makes her interesting. And then the bigger question is, why can't you just write her Jewish? Yeah, that's a good question. But I think the whole thing is, it. Well, she made the marvelous Miss Maisel, so she. Made I her- know. I forget. No, no, no. I know. I know. That's why I'm like, okay, okay. I forgive you. Yeah. <laughs> to be honest, I don't think it would pass. Like the relationship dynamic she had with her mother, it would be a totally different. And let's say you're a teenage girl in the Jewish world that got knocked up. I don't think. I don't think it would be as, of course, it would be scandalous, but it would you'd mm. more embrace in your family. Oh my God. Right, what, gonna, a, really, what a show that would be. Like you yeah. had, you bring in the rabbi, you know? 
yeah <laughs> the meddling yeah. rabbi's wife I don't know like <laughs> I think the mother wouldn't be like oh no what'd you do it'd be like oh no okay you need to lay down on me you're a Shonda you're a Shonda but I'm also going to take care of you <laughs> put your feet up you know like oh I have a granddaughter I'm so excited like it's it would be so different it wouldn't be like this hostile you know relationship okay so Brown's Hotel um yeah Lock Shell good old Lock Sheldrake there's so many other hotels that we won't be able to get to and all thousands thousands there's laurels what you know um lose your morals at the laurels (laughs) I love that yeah, me too. I just wanted to be a fly on the wall in that hotel. Let me tell you, especially the summer of love. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, my God. I didn't even think about that. <laughs> okay. So talk about Woodstock. When I was in uh, the bungalow colonies at 15, there was something uh, kids uh, put together, something called Yidstock, which was kind of in play- close to Woodstock. I don't know if it was the same area. But it was all Jewish bands, and I got to I go. It. Me and my friends and my sisters, we hitchhiked there because you know why not? So um, and it was it was pretty epic. It was fun. So Yidstock, yeah, Yidstock. I like it. Yeah, that, that, yeah, that that is a really good. Yeah, that I, I like the sound of that. <laughs> I wonder if they still do it. It was for like to raise money for something. Something tragic happened, but um, yeah, like so. It, I, I'm glad that oh, I. Oh, they do. Yidstock. Well, I don't know. This one's in Massachusetts, so I don't know if maybe they expand it. Maybe someone copied it, but Yiddish books. I don't know. I it was, like it. Wasn't it wasn't Yiddish based. It was just Jewish. Okay. Was, yeah. Cute. Yeah. Interesting. So many interesting stories. What go, what goes down in the Catskills? stays in the cat school okay yeah just... but not for long because people do end not up for talking. long because for all the does like what are you gonna do on chavez you're gonna talk because you can't have your phone out so uh, yeah we literally see the women of the bungalow colonies like gathered around just sitting and they look at us they're like can you can you leave so we can talk um go watch our kids you know um yeah yeah but you know, to to close out the amount of influence like the Borscht Belt has had on the Jewish community, on so many things in our culture, but some movies that we were talking about. So, uh, yes, yes, the movies. <laughs> you got to tell us if we're missing something. I looked something up called Sweet Lorraine. Did you yep. see that movie? Is it's, it worth watching? It's, it's really great. It's It's a very rare movie, but it's really, it's been said that it's one of the most accurate of all of the movies that really captures that Hamisha um, spirit down to I think Freddie Roman makes an appearance if I remember correctly Um, yeah it was made in the 80s so yeah so it really it really is a very authentic look at that family hotel a look at sort of what happens you know as it's being passed down from generation to generation and the decline and it really um it's it's a great one yeah so well yeah we got that one and then I also want to see Catskills on Broadway I I think it's a it's not a movie but they like take all the comedians and they performed on Broadway or something yeah so basically they put together just like a bunch of like the best sort of 
jokes and sketch bits basically and a bunch of comics uh, which included Malzi Lawrence, Dick Capri, uh, Marilyn Michaels was even in it for a time being Freddie Roman and they actually did go on Broadway and put on this show. Um, I definitely think it's time for a remount. Uh, that's for sure yeah but um yeah it was a hit show about the cat skills but yeah well so it's it's really interesting yeah so it was um the Lent Fontaine theater um 1993 in the early 90s that's when it really I think there is a recording out there um and yeah it's it's it was a it was a smash for anybody who went to the cat skills it was you know, reliving uh, a lot of the greatest sort of hits. It um, played about uh, over 400 performances. Um, it opened, uh, yeah, it opened in 1991 and it closed in 1993. So. Oh, that's a good run. Yeah. Pretty oh. good. Pretty good. I mean, now everything closes within a few months. Yeah. yeah. So unfortunately, so. Yeah. Oh. And then also the one we keep referencing is the rise and fall of the Borschfeld, which um, I thought was good. I thought it was actually quite. All of the home movies were nice to to yeah. see everybody, especially like the you could see the mock marriage really well in those. <laughs> how crazy I think it was! It's like an over like a good overall description of what. Yeah, it gives you like a good summary of sort of what went down, and you know, yeah. Um, Although I do have to say, I didn't love the narrator. It had a very like National Geographic feel to it. Like, look at, look at these people who are so far removed. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And like, that's, and that's again, like sort of what, like why I wanted to start this podcast was just, it was very, very matter of fact. It's like, here they were. And here they existed, <laughs> and then it was gone. And and it's the same sort of thing, but there was no real deep dive yeah. into the people and their stories. So um, yeah, it's missing that. So yeah, I, I you know, and but I but again, like there's su- such important pieces because they do tell the story. Um, but as we know, there's always more to always the story. Yeah. That's true. So, and then also welcome to Kutcher's, but I didn't really like it. It was kind of boring. No, I loved welcome. See, I so I loved welcome to Kutcher's. That's um, more of a connection to it because I have a connection to it, and I remember watching it with my dad, and we had tears in our eyes, and we were just getting oh, super oh. nostalgic because you know they're talking about people who we remember seeing and who made us happy and who made our vacation so special. So. Um, so yeah, it's it's, it's just it's just per, like for me, I guess because I don't I'm looking at it from an outsider, and I'm just like, eh. no, don't say outsider, don't say don't say outsider. Like it's it's just, um, look, everybody has a different style of how they like things made. Like that's the beauty of art. Right? It's it's you know, it's, some people it's gonna land, some people it won't. But um, but that's that's why it's important to keep making art yeah keep making things exist though that it's yeah no 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 they're I mean and they're they're amazing people they're I think they're super gifted filmmakers um I am incredibly biased because I went there uh so uh yeah um 
No, it was, yeah, it was good. But there, uh, I couldn't find that many movies about the Borscht Belt, but I found a ton of books. Like a ton of books. books. Yeah. We have like a list, you know, obviously Marissa Scheinfeld's photography book, but there's um the Catskills, its history and how it changed America, Catskills Resorts, Lost Architecture of Paradise, Sullivan County's Borscht Belt, uh, Catskill Hotels, Borscht Belt Boy, Tales of a Catskill Mountain Plumber, Borscht Belt Bungalows, Memoirs of a Catskill Summer, Monticello, Borscht Belt Catskills, <laughs> the Borscht Belt, the Summer World, uh, In the Catskills, It Happened in the Catskills, Growing Up at Grossinger's, Brooklyn in the Beltway, at King of Comedy, um, The Life and Art of Jerry Lewis by Sean Levy, who wrote a book that we read for our last podcast uh, called The Castle on Sunset about the Chateau Marmont. So yeah, we- no, no, no. I, I read that book. Um, I, I really just need to um, just call attention, though, to the Catskills Institute and Phil Brown, which was done by Phil Brown, and he has a lot of books on the Catskills. Um you know, he, they used to, they created it, um, I believe, uh, I believe it was like 1995, it was started, and it was really made to kind of promote the research and education of the Catskill Mountains, like without Catskills Institute, I mean, there wouldn't be this podcast, um, because really it was just very inspiring and and about taking sort of that work and just bringing it to a different medium. So they've done things like, you know, putting together a huge website where they have all this ephemera. They have, um, they've put on conferences. Um, they have the world's largest collection of Jewish Catskills material. Um, and you can find it all online. And Phil Brown is sort of the uh, the head the head guru, the head chief of this. And um, it's just really, really important to mention him. You can't mention Catskills without mentioning Phil Brown. So. Yeah. And he's a, is he a descendant of? The, yeah. So of his, Brown? yeah. So he, he, you know, he calls himself a mountain rat, which, which a lot of <laughs> real locals call themselves. It sounds derogatory, but it's not. It's just, they're people who literally um, were there all four seasons so um yeah so his books are really great too that's good to know I was going to ask for book recommendations um there are so many books there's so many and there's so many coming out too like there's so many there's fiction books um that have been published there's memoirs people are writing more about their memories uh did you read last summer at the golden hotel I did. I interviewed her too. Yes, we were talking about who we wanted to play her characters in the movie. Oh my god! Like, because like, yeah. how? What a great movie that would make. I haven't read it yet. We both. That's like on our uh, okay list that we're gonna. Okay, read. so you have to read it, and then we'll have to talk casting choices. Cause... Oh yeah, and yeah. I have to. Yeah, <laughs> there's so much. Um. Okay, so we covered a lot. <laughs> thank you yeah no just thank you for being so willing to come on and and carry Who, the podcast an asshole and not coming <laughs> on like that's that's a thing like it's like, excuse me you don't have I mean okay this took three hours but this is not normal we, this is not normal. we definitely went off topic but that's because I like you a time or two <laughs> but thank you for coming 
know it took three hours, but I enjoyed myself. I I did not stop smiling once through this process. So, same. Um, Okay. And we have to list all of the resources. We're gonna mention that. and we're also going to promote you, the Borscht Belt, the Borscht Belt Project, the Borscht Belt Festival. Yes, promote all of the projects, but of course, listen to my podcast. Yes, <laughs> Borscht Belt, Tyler, and follow on Instagram. You've been triggering people since 2021. That's what I said. <laughs> you can get more Cat Skills content by listening to Jen's podcast, the Borscht Belt, Tatler, and by following at Borscht Belt Pod, at Borscht Belt Museum, and at Borscht Belt Historical Markers on Instagram. For a historical dive into the region, visit catskillsinstitute.northeastern.edu. We've curated a variety of books on the subject, both fiction and nonfiction, that you can find at bookshop.org slash shop slash hotel history. You can also find books about our other hotels we featured on the podcast. We do receive a small commission on any books you buy at no additional cost to you, so go crazy! Please subscribe to our recently launched newsletter, The Check-In, at tchecken.substack.com for curated news and articles on travel, culture, events, and of course, hotels. You can find us on Instagram and threads at Hotel History Podcast or on TikTok at Hotel History. You can also sign up for our Patreon at patreon.com slash hotel history. If you like what you hear, please give us a five-star review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. It really helps people find us. And if you have any comments, email us at hotelhistorypodcast at gmail.com.